Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. Buckaroo. Holiday. It's Buckaroo Holiday. Wow. Hey, man, are you okay? Why don't you try this? That's right. Try Buckaroo Holiday. Your anytime of day feel good nostrum. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Just trying to get it together here, you know. Done a couple of specials on the Patreon recently, and it's uh, some of them get a little esoteric. And I'm happy to say the response has been fantastic, actually. So I thought for those people, my favorite people, the best people, my Patreon followers, I think I owe them something that's uh, old school, entertainment, classic Buckaroo Holiday. And that's exactly what I aim to provide today. I'm going to send this out to people who are feeling hurt, feeling lonesome, lovelorn, anything like that, you know? I want the show to provide some companionship. I'm not going to give you something like Pollyannish. It's not going to be the thing that uplifts your life or anything like that. But a companion. Companionship. Because, you know, we're all here together. We're all contending with... Uh, the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. You know what I'm saying, you know, the, the whips and scorns of time, the, the oppressor's wrong, the proud man's contumely, the pangs of disprized love, the law's delay, the insolence of office, all of that, all of that stuff. But for now, for here and now, it's just you and me and the music. And I just started raining up a storm around here. You might be able to hear that behind me. I ain't gonna let it get me down. Nah, cause I'm with you. I'm with you on Buckaroo Holiday. Now, just for the hell of it, I think I'm gonna begin the show with an invocation, a musical invocation. So we're gonna turn to Peru. We've heard Peruvian music in the past. This one concerns a deity, an Inca deity called Huiracocha. And Huiracocha could be described as that from which all things are made. Not necessarily the creator of everything, but the substance of everything. Same difference? I don't know. I guess one pertains to intention or will, and the other one pertains to just the state of being. So in order to establish a pleasant state of being for both of us, you and me, a beautiful flute and piano version of Huiracocha. Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. I'll be right back.
rather be a razzle than a peep. Yes, I would. Oh, hey. Everyone's a critic, you know what I'm saying? Well, at least the rain stopped. So the song Huiracocha was written in 1941 by a Peruvian composer named Clotilde Arias. She wrote a lot of advertising jingles and also wrote art songs. So right there, you know, she's uh, right up my alley, right? And Huiracocha was a very big success for her. And that version, kind of a mood setter for the show, was from a really terrific album called A Peruvian Sojourn by Carmen Rodriguez Peralta and Orlando Chela, a lot of 20th century Peruvian composers. And a lot of it carries what sounds to me like a Peruvian characteristic. It's a um, kind of a serious undertone to it, but ultimately buoyant. It has this beautiful lilt to it, and the flute carries echoes of the pan flutes and all that. It's a nice album, really worth checking out. And that gets me thinking about that idea of a, a very serious thing with an ultimately buoyant effect. And there's so many numbers like that. I might have mentioned this before. There was this guy who used to come to all my shows. He was a big fan of my music. And one of the things he said to me was that people in his family were always making fun of him for listening to my stuff because it was so down. You know, it was like so depressing. So I'm like, oh, well, thanks for sharing that with me. That makes me feel great to hear that people think my music is a depressing joke. <laughs> However, he told me, you know, that to him, it isn't, you know, that no matter how dark it got, it didn't make him feel bad, it made him feel like uh, somebody understood or something like that, I guess, which I did appreciate that. That's the idea. And I'll play a few things like that that have that effect for me. Very different songs. First one is going to be by Anita Carter. She's probably the uh, most wonderful singer of the Carter family. And, you know, the Carter family is like the first family of American music, certainly American country music. Uh, her sister married Johnny Cash, and she was romanced unsuccessfully by both Hank Williams and Elvis Presley, so go figure. But boy, could she sing. And here she is singing the old beloved spiritual, All My Trials. This has been done by Joan Baez and by Elvis Presley, too, and... Uh, her version is pretty beautiful. And in keeping with that kind of morose theme, there's one about a guy jumping off a bridge and uh, there ain't no Angel Clarence to come get him. I might have played a version of this by the Rockin' Berries, but this version here I think is better. It's sung by Eddie Hodges, who was a child actor who grew up and cut some records as a teenager and then retired from show business. He was uh, the kid in the movie Hole in the Head with Frank Sinatra sang high hopes with him, you know. And this song is a real, I think, powerhouse. For one thing, it was written by the great, versatile, and omnipresent Al Cooper, produced by Jack Nietzsche, so it's got that sort of Phil Spector wall of sound thing going on, but much better, I think, more mysterious iteration of that sound. And behind Eddie Hodges, you hear uh, a band called Danny and the Memories, which later became The Rockets, which later became Crazy Horse. It's Danny Whitten and Ralph Molina and Billy Talbot. And I guess the connection with Jack Nietzsche is what led to Neil Young hiring them on as his band later on. But I think it's a powerful song. It's a great pop song, and it's darker than hell. But it, um, again, has that uplift for me. And then I'm going to play something by the great, great Bill Fay. I always say that because it's always true. And it's called Don't Let My Marigolds Die. I played this one time for a friend of mine, somebody I cared a lot about, 
who was in a lot of pain after being betrayed by somebody. Somebody who said, uh, in not so many words, you're not cool enough to be in my circle and be my friend. And this was really painful, so I thought the message, uh, hey, don't let no one get you down, bring you down, whatever it is, would be helpful, and it was. And eventually that person did this to me, <laughs> and I was betrayed and thrown away the same terms. Moral is, we were friends, it was good, but it ended, and that's sad. Song's still beautiful. What can you do? What you can do is you can play it for another friend. I'll play it for you, friend. But first, the beautiful, beautiful voice of Anita Carter. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Paper doll print is 
let the grass grow again Please don't take the sun from the sky Don't let them damage my eyes Yeah, that was a little callback to those of you who are fans of the 1970s PBS educational show Inside Out. And you can count me among them, too. If you never saw it, look it up on YouTube, Inside Out, PBS. Great little stories that uh, would present kids with a dilemma that they might face in life and an unresolved ending, I think, intended to promote classroom discussion. What did you think of that number, The Water Is Over My Head? I think it's great. I don't know kind of my earworm lately, but a very, very good number. Now I'm going to play something different, something very current. I uh, don't know how I came upon this song. Might have been playing on some TikTok video Lily was looking at, or might be used on a TV commercial or something, I don't know. But it's uh, a song called Seafoam by a band out of, uh, I think, Portland, Oregon. Oregon? Whatever. And you got to wonder, you know, how do they, how do bands up there find time to make music? What with all that time spent, you know, hurling Molotov cocktails at police officers and things. But uh, the band's called Starfucker, with all the vowels removed. Which makes you wonder, how do they make music with all their vowels removed? But anyway, it's spelt S-T-R-F-K-R. And it reminds me a little bit of Foster the People, that love, love, love song. And also reminds me of Girls by Phil Lennett. But after Seafoam, you're going to hear something about the Beatles which is the name of the song, by the Corgis, which is the offshoot band of Staggeridge with James Warren and Andrew Davis. Then a kind of a medley. I have Peggy Lee singing Sing a Rainbow from the movie Pete Kelly's Blues, I think from around 1955 or so. And then that'll segue into the mighty Dells singing that song. You know, the Dells who gave us Oh What a Night and Stay in My Corner. And they'll do their take of Sing a Rainbow going into um, Love is Blue by Andre Pop. But first, here's Starfucker with their rank imitation of Girls by Phil Linnett. Show. That's just the way 
red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue. I can sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow, sing a Listen with your eyes, listen with your eyes, and sing everything you see. You can sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow, sing along with
Marvin Jr. there from the Dells holding that long note, kind of a reference, I guess, or a callback to his long note that he sings in their remake of Oh What a Night. It was a big hit in 1968. Long record. It was like, uh, people talk about Hey Jude, but that was like six minutes long, that single, and that was the hit version. But he holds that note, and he does it towards the end of that one, too. Great act, the Dells. Strange version of Love is Blue, which was a huge hit instrumentally for Paul Moriart and his orchestra. You hear it behind me. Originally written by Andre Pop, as I mentioned before, who was one of the premier French composers of library production music, along with Roger Roger. Jesus. That guy driving. So I'm interrupting this show because uh, we got the uh, alarm there, you heard the alarm. Right now we're uh, in Pennsylvania and we're heading to Knoebels. And so uh, it, it changes everything. <laughs> At the next stop sign, turn left. And I'm not very... See, by, uh, by the calculations on the machine here, it says uh, we're gonna be there in three minutes. I'm, t- I'm talking to the people at, on the on the podcast here, What'd you say? Buckaroo Holiday listeners. We're going to a cottage called Babbling Brook. Turn left onto East Valley Avenue. Yeah, we're going to a cottage called Babbling Brook. It's a rainy day here in central Pennsylvania, up in the mountains, in the town of Eliesburg. But that ain't going to stop us. It's not going to douse our fun, is it? No, it ain't. That's right. What? Hello. All right, we're actually at the Knobles Lumber now. We're trying to figure out how to get to the cottage. Is everything okay? Okay. Yep. So we start just walking in the rain? Give me two yeah. seconds. Um, well, let's see if this guy can help. Should I see if it... Excuse me, sir. Sir, come on. There's no need for formalities. Oh, me from last week. That was my little device to indicate to you, the listener, how time passes when I'm doing these things. I was in the middle of doing the show when I realized I had a lot of preparation to do for our trip. And so I had to cut it, and then, you know, that little glimpse of our trip, and now I'm back. And boy, things have been difficult since we've returned, but we had that couple of days, and uh, boy, it sure was beautiful. Of course, I always prefer doing these shows in one shot. I think it gives it more of a uh, conceptual uh, coherence, you know? But we do what we must under the circumstances. And now I'm back. I'm going to try to knock this show together for y'all. I was going to get into a whole thing about Knobles, but you don't care. It's like vacation slides, right? I mean, I did that last year. But, you know, look, we had a cottage right between two roller coasters, man. Unbelievable. Wish I was there right now. Now, we did share some vacation footage on the Patreon for those generous supporters of the show. And boy, was it exciting. Boy, the, the, the mail is still pouring in. Oh, they loved it. Oh, God. 
But as I'm, the more I think about it right now, I think this might be leaning into self-indulgence. God forbid self-indulgence on Buckaroo Holiday. So I gotta get back to the music here. And at this point, I wanna talk about a guy named Jackie Levin. And the weird thing is with this guy, he was in a band called Doll by Doll during the punk new wave era. And I knew that band, I had heard some of their stuff back then and I never took to it, so I never paid much attention, nor to his solo career, which followed. And the way I got onto him at all was that I heard an album made in 1971 by somebody named John St. Field. And this was kind of like, sounded like a loner folk album or a um, sound of sort of semi-psychedelic uh, British Isles folk number. And I liked it. And um, in trying to get some more information about this guy, John St. Field, I found out he was actually Jackie Levin from Doll by Doll. So I went back, you know, to his stuff. And the, th and the thing I think about his stuff is that people have said this about my stuff, that you need to listen to it several times before you get it. Very few people give you that opportunity. You know, they, they judge very quickly. And I'm not even sure it's true. I think that's something people say to you sometimes to comfort you. But it's true in Jackie Levin's case. Uh, his stuff has much more of an ordinary first impression for me, and time spent with it is very well rewarded. So I'm going to play a track called More Than Human, and that's by the band Doll by Doll. And before that, I'm going to play a track called Sleeping in Bracken from the St. John Field album. There's a pretty strong contrast between those two things. You'll hear it. And the thing about Jackie Levin is um, he had a tormented kind of life. He was a Scot. He died at the age of 61. And he had been very prolific, more than I knew, and uh, he worked with so many people. If collaborators indicate any sort of respect, think about this. He played on his albums, his various solo albums, with David Gilmour, um, Mel Collins from King Crimson, Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols, Mike Scott from the Waterboys, Ron Sexsmith, Para Ubu's David Thomas, Peter Hamill from Van de Graaff Generator, the great Scottish singer Eddie Reader. I think I've played one of her songs before. But I mean, you know, that gets around a little bit there. To me, Sleeping in Bracken, the earlier song, is a little more accessible. And I'm going to start this little mini set with a song about artists like Jackie Levin, the cult artists, the tortured artists. It's a song called a Song for Randy Newman, etc. And I think he called it that because he kind of uses the piano figure from Sail Away as his motif in this thing, but he name checks artists like uh, Sid Barrett, Scott Walker, Brian Wilson, Nick Drake. So, of course, yeah, I'm going to dig that. So first the chills, and then a couple of tracks by Jackie Levin. Can you hear sounds forming in your head? Do they say more than you've ever said? Instead, people take so much They use and discard If you try to touch Their rules are hard They may still return your gifts Unopened others Made the same mistake Men like Wilson Barrett Walker Drake on the journey They were forced to make people take so much Then leave if you lean You 
safe perch Accept your own conviction It drives away your lovers And keeps at bay the others They flee the starving artist Or bleed to feed his heart
Leaving and his band Doll by Doll. What'd you think of that? I liked it and uh, I want to spend more time exploring the work of Jackie Leaving with Doll by Doll and Solo because there's a lot of it. Very productive for such a relatively unsung performer with such a unfortunately shortened life. And uh, I'm not trying to be like Jack Horner over here, oh what a good boy am I, but I do need to note that in that song, which I think is actually called Hunger, by the chills because that's what he keeps singing in the chorus but uh, yeah song for randy newman he has that line others made the same mistake men like wilson barrett walker drake you know there are a lot of women in that category too and they ought to be recognized the same way you know in the same company so i'm thinking people like norma tenega uh, judy sill even the great laura nero his category doesn't necessarily mean you're obscure or, or underappreciated. Brian Wilson certainly wasn't obscure. So, um, you know, just making that point, Kate Bush, you could put. Uh, and uh, maybe you could say uh, Tori Amos would be in that category. People might uh, disagree. I don't know. I, I was very struck by her when I first saw her performing on TV. 
the harmonic complexity of the song, the beauty of it, and her strange performance style where she's sort of sitting at the edge of the piano seat in this twisted position seemed very dynamic to me. And I don't know a lot of her music, but I do appreciate a record that she did oh, about 10 or 11 years ago. It's called Night of Hunters, and she bases each song around a particular piece by a variety of classical composers. You know, all your big names, your, your Chopin, etc. It's really good stuff, even though the lyrics get a little, I don't know, psychobabblish for me, but it's still, it, it's, it's beautiful and powerful stuff. I'm going to play a song called Edge of the Moon. Kind of reminded me when I first heard it of uh, Procol Harum for some reason. And then I found out that it's based on a Bach piece. And so they're both ripping off Bach, but I don't, it's not the same Bach piece that was ripped off for Whiter Shade of Pale. So I'm thinking it must be another Procol Harum song that's not springing to mind. But anyway, that will be preceded by a track by Juan Lorenzo Silos or Silos Jr. This guy was a Filipino composer, and he's called the father of the rondala. Rondala is an ensemble of plectral instruments. So you're going to hear what sound like mandolins, guitars. They'll be performing an instrumental piece called Sakutin, which is like a stylized battle in dance. And this track comes to us courtesy of our friend Willie Liguri, who um, I'm happy to say will be joining me later in the show. That's right, we're beginning the long-threatened series of appearances by Willie and his record collection. So stand by for that. And so, okay, so you got Tori, and then before that you got Juan, and then before that you got a track by Maypole, band out of Maryland. Did a couple of albums. This one is their self-titled debut from 1971. The song's called Show Me The Way. And sorry, T-Feb, it's not the Peter Frampton song. And I'm going to begin everything with this track called Slippery Horn by Sun Ra and his orchestra. And this is taken from a record that was just put out by, uh, I don't know if it's a record, it might just be digital. But anyway, um, you can check it out on Bandcamp, the Sun Ra Bandcamp. My good friend Erwin Chusid is in charge of seeing to the reissues of all of Sun Ra's material. And he's just put out a thing called Ellingtonia, which are a bunch of performances of Ellington pieces by Sun Ra and his orchestra over a number of years, I think from the 50s through the 80s. This here is from 1976. And I think it's great. It's just uh, kind of rambunctious. And one great thing about Sun Ra is as weird as he was and from space, he took the space overview of music and it's all in there outside stuff and dixieland stuff and big band stuff and bop and uh this tracks a lot of fun this next composition was written by duke ellington it's entitled slippery horn <laughs> Thank you. 
Mama Lee. 
Wasn't that nice? You bet it was. Edge of the moon. You know what else is nice? Loyal friends. One of life's great treasures, I tell you. And there is no more loyal friend than my friend Willie Liguri. And it's time to begin our series of visits from Willie. The idea is to just get together with Willie and he'll bring some records and we'll just listen to them cold and we'll discuss them and whatever else comes to mind, maybe have a buckaroo or two. I reckon these segments will generally be around 15 to 20 minutes long, you know, just a nice little chunk of the show. Today's will probably run longer as an introduction to what we're doing. Now, it's kind of an ad hoc thing. We're going to do it just like we always do when we hang out. We're going to have our cocktails, listen to our records, comment on them. And it's just going to be natural, so I'm going to have to edit out all the, um, you know, boring stuff that you sort of have to be there for. You know what I mean? So hopefully this works, and uh, I've prepared a special theme. So let's get right to it. Two, three, and... What do you think of that Willie theme that, uh, that I prepared for you? Pretty exciting stuff, huh? Yeah, I think it's um, perfectly brief. No, I'm, I'm gonna do, I should do this thing as uh, as the intro, see, because we're doing this uh, this segment has been discussed for a long time now about Willie coming in here and bringing some of the records from his collection and talking about them with me. But he lives six hours away. He lives up in Ithaca. I do. So uh, that, that doesn't stop me. Right, it's it's tough to do this, and it's also something we just like doing. Uh, we've always enjoyed doing when we hang out, and uh, it's it's a rarer and rarer luxury to do that. Yeah, so I'm glad we finally got started. Yeah, I hope uh, hope well, our listeners you, enjoy this. Since you started the uh, podcast, anyway, you know, getting together and going through stuff and sharing stuff and finding stuff. Yeah, well, one of the things about the podcast was after I started it, it was shortly after that that the whole lockdown happened and we weren't doing our right. core hangs anymore. You know, the core is this group of, of pals who get together, Willie and I and, and some of the other people we've mentioned before, Joe and uh, T-Fab and uh, Officer Rob and uh, Gregor uh, or, or called uh, General Sutcock. And uh, we get together and we taste uh, usually scotches, uh, fancy scotch and, and mezcal and other things. And we listen to music out there. And uh, this was kind of a, I think I've talked about it on Buckaroo Holiday before. The Buckaroo Holiday was a kind of a, a transplant of that to the, a wider audience of people where we um, kind of do what we do or as close to it as we can do. But anyway, Willie's here. He, he drove down so that we could begin this series, which I've been uh, talking about, including in the show, for months now. It's great to get started because uh, so much stuff has piled up. Really exciting. You had names for this, right? For you, you were thinking of names for your part of the show. I had a name. The name I uh, came up with is uh, Plastic Waffle. Plastic Waffle. And that uh, Referencing Todd there. comes from a Todd uh, record, yeah. One of the things, you know, we've done, we, we worked together at Sam Goody Records, been roommates, we uh, played together in the Skells, we've, uh, we did a, whatchamacallit, 19th century act with Shelley at the South Street Seaport, did a lot of my stuff, you know, we've just been partners for ages, and one of the things that we have always enjoyed doing is he, Willie's a vinyl maven. Uh, we're both musical fanatics, but Willie's especially um, a vinyl addict, right? Yeah, it's um, it's been a source of enjoyment continually, without being you know led astray going through the digital. Uh, yeah, you never CD got phase. caught in those weeds. You've been so I really liked. I'm enjoying. 
I'm savoring that now as, as people are coming back around to records now. Yeah, right? but we'll be talking about these things as we're listening to them in some cases, and in some cases listening to them, you know, commenting on them after we listen to it. So it might be a little confusing if you hear a song and then you hear it again playing behind us as we talk, but it's kind of how we're going about doing this. It's a little bit strange. Because something might catch us at the moment, and, you know, I don't think we can help immediately thinking about it and wondering about it and wanting to yeah. share it and include it instead of passing it by and hoping to remember to you know right. to transfer it later right so we want to include so, these spontaneous discussions right. but we also yeah. want you to have a recording of this thing that you can hear without our bullshit on top of it what is <laughs> that yeah what is that that's uh <laughs> it's the dahomey suite dahomey suite i mean come on by who well music of africa but we don't know so, who the composer is or, or the this performers. We do not. No, we do not. But, um, yeah, Music of Africa this is the only thing we have. Yeah, there's a lot of these collections on, on CDN records that are uh, the music of China or whatever it is. Yes. And, or the music, like, well, the music of Japan. And there's a beautiful number on it called My Geisha. Yeah. And exactly. that's all I know about it. Yeah, it sounds like a pop tune. It doesn't sound like a traditional number. Yeah. So who knows where the hell it came from? So forever it'll be this this jewel that's uh, you know unidentified mystery track. It's yeah. definitely a jewel because of how wonderful it is, right? Right. So in Dahomey or what? Just Dahomey Sweet. Dahomey Sweet. We yeah. we have no idea who this is. That, that instrument is it's, uh, it sounds like a double reed it does it's I mean at first of course it sounds like a clarinet at first yeah but then it starts to have but that but then I think it's probably maybe soprano sax oh really right maybe maybe a little bit more honky sounding up in the range I think, it does I think have that sound range. but I it's, it's not, it doesn't annoy me anywhere near as much as a soprano sax right <laughs> it, it sounds it a little bit like a suona more wooden as opposed to yeah, metal, yeah. metallic more more wooden and and it has that double reed sort of vibratory thing, You're right like the spitty vibratory right. double like, reed sounds like between the whatever clarinet and sax and you know 
oboe. Oboe, swona, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, isn't it wonderful? And it's short, but it, it has that sound that I love. It has almost like a, uh, it's a dry recording, and it has almost like that. If that, if this makes any sense, like a classroom feel to it. I like records yes. that have that sound. It's almost like it wasn't made for the music listener. It was made as a sort of a um, Incident, an example of something. Incidental music, maybe. Yeah, or something you'd play yeah. in a classroom, like somebody saying, "Today we're going to visit." Sudan, yes. and they play some kind of a right. music as a record, and it's uh, or or even they'll say, you know, here's music of autumn, and there'll be some yes. particular piano piece or something like that, right? Well, and it has that sound, so like the, the library, the library collections, where yeah. you know there'll be a pensive or there'll be a, oh yeah, you know, a lament, mm -hmm. which this sort of sounds kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, it's very wistful and uh, it's really plangent. Well, I just uh, yeah, oh, I said plangent, and. The great thing about it is it just has a continual sort of musically continually falling, you know, just yeah. kind of, and then maybe rising a little bit so it's very almost like tide, the rising and, and ebbing and falling tide and so it's this, some kind of emotion, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of um, Kenneth McKellar? Kenneth McKellar. Oh, you're going to love this song. This is really wonderful. Check this out. What's the name of this? The Benz of Jura. The Benz of Jura. Well, we know we like the whiskey. We do. Now we're going to go backwards a little. He's <laughs> going to give us the Benz. And you know what's cool about this? I believe all that my eyes that can be this is Kenneth, where I stand and he's going to sing, I think. It is these mm. very Benz of Jura and the coldness of them that turn my thoughts to you, the dear lost love of my heart. There's one line in this song, though. Like water crest gathered fresh from cool streams, I kiss dear love by the bends of June. Like water cress gathered fresh from cool streams. Go the man at dawn up wingeth, dreams the night. Drowned in dew mist, and my heart, reft of its own sun, deep lies sunk in death, torpor, cold and grey. Like water crest gathered fresh from cool streams, thy kiss, dear love, by the bends of Jura, cold the bends, cold. 
the mist and grey Like watercress Gathered fresh from cool streams Well, holy shit. Well, I mean, that song seems like it's something from um, a play even. You know, it's like some setting, but it's hard to say. Not necessarily. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard to say because it has the repetition of that line about the the watercress. You know, it's just the, the the way it keeps coming back is amazing. I know poetically, it's yeah, in a way, it's very um, just pleasing or whatever. The approach too instrumentally, you know, it's like a small whatever small orchestra, orchestra yeah. and strings, and you know, it's like a, as opposed to just a folk. Do we know where that came from? I don't know exactly. I'm just knocked out by the fact that it has this repetition of this line. And the line is Ooh. not something that, like, in and of itself is, like, a really, like, emotional tugger. It's not singing about his mother no, it's not. or his lost love or something. He's singing about, like, watercress That's the, magic. the cold water. It's just the expression. <laughs> the expression and the emotion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, really, really Very magical. wonderful yeah. To, to, yeah, to hear and to think about. We hope to give you some insight to the musical forces at work and have a good time in the process. So this is the Silly Surfers record. Right, okay, yeah, so it's the so weirdos. People yeah. at the, and there's a second one, too. People are looking at this and saying, oh, they're not going to buy this. It's like the Beach Boys thing. It's just going to be some goofy, you know. But these, mm. are the, these are the guys. It's like the Wrecking Crew? These are the guys, you know, like... Um, um, where is it on the back of the thing? Gary Usher, you know. Right. I mean, these are the these are the heavyweights. These are the guys that know how to do the this you know the serious surf tracks that are really cool yeah. tracks like the Catch a Wave thing, mm -hmm. right? So check this track out. This is incredible. This is like my favorite rock and surf track now by by a long shot.
<laughs> so that's uh i mean it's, it's possible that some beach boys are actually singing in there like that's what i was thinking like on the qt yeah because you're gary talking usher. about well gary usher roger christian those yeah. are both collaborators of uh yeah brian's and uh nick vinay was the original producer of the beach boys right, right. um when before brian pretty much took over immediately but oh, he was yeah. he was the accredited yeah. producer on the first so they stuff. were they were probably at least hanging around that's a, good, a strong possibility and these are great <laughs> because these are the hawk these are the this is the artwork from the hawk uh model kits yeah that that album has the really nice um um pop at your look don't you oh, think yeah. the colors oh, yeah. are i mean for a record album cover for yeah. what they did well this is the exact box art from the model kits yes like the the, the weirdos um yeah i'd say it's i think it's pretty um pretty nice looking I don't know if that was ever made into a model. Monster Surfer Hanging Six. I would like a. I would like that model. Oh yeah. Yeah, it has that like uh, that sort of half-assed attitude that that a lot of the Jan and Dean records had. Yeah. You know, Brian didn't get much into that. Sometimes he'd do yeah. that kind of semi-humorous thing, but right. they, uh, the the chops are there. The band's yeah. tight. It's probably all the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it's good enough as far as the playing. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. the attitude is this very sort of like goofball type of thing. Yeah. Would you call that music or noise? Yeah, so tell us about this album, because we you, you hit me with this thing years ago. Oh, the Bolivian one? Yeah, and... Um, the Bolivian one, well... It's, it's a mind-blower. I believe it's Bolivian. It's hard to tell from the album cover because of how names of artists are listed. It's either Bolivian or maybe Ecuadorian, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I'm leaning more towards Bolivian, and it's... It's a group of, um, if I can remember, maybe around a dozen artists. Some, of course, with saxophones, because that's, I think, the only thing you can really identify when you listen to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then also including pan flutes, right? And then also including including these instruments that are f ground, standing on the ground, floor standing, like an upright upright bass would be. Yeah. Right. Which is very interesting, like... Like a washtub base, right? Like almost. a washtub base, but a very interesting shape, almost like a triangular shape uh -huh. coming up. And then also pan flutes that as far uh, down to the ground. Yeah, real low-key low, low key, yeah. um, base and, pan flutes. Right, and the interesting thing is when you listen to the piece, um, like I say, saxophones is one thing that you can identify, but because of the way that the sonics of the piece are interacting, you really can't discern any other instrument even though you're looking at the picture on the album cover and mm -hmm. seeing large pan flutes and a, a large stringed instrument you know that's the amazing part about the piece yeah you know because it, it it takes on this almost like organic thing you know this sort of, like everything is is like pulsating together. oh god it's overwhelming it's, it's, it's hypnotic it's overworldly yeah. it is yeah yeah so yeah just we're going to play a segment of it, but the whole album's like this. It just goes on and on like this. Yeah, we don't want to uh, drive, <laughs> well, people, drive people batty. <laughs> if anybody likes it, way, maybe. if anybody likes it, I can send them a file of the whole side. You know? <laughs> I'd be happy to do that.
Earlier in this show, I used a, uh, played a piece of Peruvian music, and it was a pop song. Oh, yeah. And it was played on a flute and piano. And it evokes sort of that pan flute sound that you're used to hearing, like that uh, yes. El Condor Pasa kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Where this thing is sort of like the hardcore, you know, it's like it's like the equivalent of you like go to a an Indian restaurant that's sort of tailored to our tastes, right? And then you go to a real one, and, and the flavors are like an unearthly and elsewhere. Yeah. So this that's what this music is like. It's like the Peruvian sort of thing, but it's so deep. Yeah, it's <laughs> larger group and adding saxophones. I think is the most interesting. That's not yeah. you usually don't hear. I think, like you say, because you're used to hearing, you know just the wonderful nylon string guitar or whatever yeah. type of guitar it is. Right, and a very and the pan flute. plaintive melody thing and harmonically simple and everything. Boy, this is this overwhelming. Of which I have uh, some other examples that I've recently found. So we got next, what, Willie? Well, first of all, we got to repeat that toast. We, we recorded a toast and we lost it. So we're going to do a, we're lifting up buckaroos. Lucky for me, we have to re-record a toast, it's, it, which would be followed by a turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, all right, we got, uh, what do you, we, we've, uh, you got, you got, what do you got, curved air? Curved air, yeah, curved air. Curved air. Uh, this song called It's not a band you hear a lot about. No, we don't talk is, about curved air very is, much. Which is why I wanted to bring it up. We played this song Blind Man on a previous show. What do we got here? Yeah, everything they do is interesting. This song is Jumbo. Jumbo? Is it about yeah. an elephant? Um, uh, well, fortunately, it's not about an elephant. Figures. I know, it could have been something good. But uh, Jumbo is uh, a song that I... Um, I don't know, it stands out to me as a com one of the most completely unique, original approaches, musically, sonically, um, by anyone that I guess you'd put in the, in the prog? Yeah. The prog, uh, category, I guess. Uh, Curve there would definitely fall in that category so, by most people's lights. Yeah, it's one of those that really hits me as, um, as just so, so unique. That and for I you prog haters, it's not that long, right? It's just, uh, it's, four minutes yeah, and it's some perfect. change. It's perfect, the duration, I think. Yeah. Uh, Alright. To take. Jumbo. Curved air.
love it. This is a recording of someone playing a regal early instrument. Oh, okay. Very serious. Yeah. So it's like a reed, it's like a reed organ, right? It's like a yeah. uh, kind of yeah. like a harmonium. Yeah. But it sounds like a bunch oh. of shorns, you know. Yes, it does sound like shorn, yeah. Stick that on a file, would you? And in a folder. <laughs> okay, now I've changed the mic, and let's see how it is now. Will? All right, we'll see. We, I think we can see from seeing. No, we can't. we got to hear from hearing. Oh, yeah. So here's one i really been wanting to play for you, Sport. Done by a very popular, seemingly, apparently very popular Greek artist. Is it Nana Mascouri? Yes. I was going to say whose albums you saw many of at Sam Goody's. <laughs> It's that beautiful minor key, you know. Yeah. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. <laughs> it's like Shula Rune or um, 
Johnny has gone for a soldier, you know. Right, yep. It's so final, so total. Yeah. It's heartbreak. Well, Willie, for a debut, that was pretty fucking solid. Gotta tell you. There's plenty more where that came from. Can't believe what you're bringing me, brother. Could not have enjoyed it more. Can, uh, can, I'm looking forward to, you know, much, much more. Grab your buckaroo, my friend. This is my buckaroo. Let's toast one another. It should be, it should be um, taken advantage of. And to you, the listener. Yep, thanks for everyone. Thanks for joining me, Willie Air, and Willie's um, Plastic Waffle. Yeah, thanks for listening. Great to be here. Well, there you have Willie's view. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, it's just such a pleasure for me always to hang out with Willie and to share our passion for music and records and sound. And uh, you're going to hear a lot more of that in the future. I hope it translated somewhat. You know, it kind of shows me that uh, it's tough getting a word in edgewise with me around. I'll work on that a little bit. Yeah, sure I will. Um, one thing I want to mention is that so much of the stuff you hear on the show and the stuff that comprises my taste, I guess, is stuff that we found just this way. Willie might pick up some record or hear a snatch of something on the radio, and it leads us off into this pursuit of what that music is. And we don't always know right away what it is we're listening to. And since we did that section the other night, I did some research on a few of these things and found out some additional info. In a couple of these cases, it's just a matter of me neglecting to tell you when we were doing it because we were busy listening and I was neglectful of getting the only information out to you. That that little section of the regal organ being played is from an album called The Medieval Sound by David Munro, M-U-N-R-O-W. The piece is called Pavana Desiderata. Now, the very first piece we heard that Willie had gotten from a collection of things called African music um, it wasn't credited there, but it turns out that it actually is a piece from an album on Folkways Records. So I wasn't too far off with the classroom analogy there. It's by Meklezar Kolinsky and Lois Wan. It's an album called Dahomey Suite for Oboe and Piano. And it has a bunch of these pieces that are um, interpretations of African music and a bunch of documentary recordings of actual music of Africa. But yeah, it was an oboe. I knew it was a double reed, but, um, you know, look, we're loaded. I mean, if we think it's, a, you know, we might have thought it was an accordion. We were loaded. Um, let me tell you. Also, I should tell you the Nana Muscuri track. The beautiful number was called Two Para Theory. And let me describe what's coming as briefly as possible so we can get to that music. Working backwards, you're going to hear an amazing pianist. She's a concert pianist named Katya Bunyatishvili. This is my best attempt at that. She plays a lot of the standard concert repertoire, and she's phenomenal, wonderful. She's also smoking hot. And, you know, I'm sorry if that's offensive to anybody, but it's the truth. She's really easy on the eyes. And uh, she does a Rhapsody in Blue with Leonard Slotkin that you should check out. It's magnificent. But here she is doing her own arrangement of a Serge Gainsbourg tune, La Javanaise, which is a 
Javanese is like uh, mayonnaise, but it's coffee flavored. No, that's a lie. It's a lie, but it is true that it's a Serge Gainsbourg tune. And her arrangement gets into some really interesting harmonic territory, I think. Before that, it'll be Mr. Watchmaker by the kind of legendary psych band The Blossom Toes. Probably a whole lot better known in the UK than here, but uh, in 67, I guess this was, or thereabouts. I used to know this writer named Rob Chapman, who was in a band called Glaxo Babies and uh, wrote a biography of Sid Barrett, and he turned me on to Blossom Toes. That'll be preceded by, unfortunately, an excerpt um, from a longer piece called Diabolic Variations. The composer is Raymond Helbley, Helble, and it's performed by the University of Oklahoma Percussion Orchestra. It's a great CD on Albany Records. You might want to check out a really rich, large percussion ensemble by four, three or four different composers. It's all great. And first up is a song called Candy Apple Red by Bonnie Guitar. Bonnie Guitar. Real name, Bonnie Buckingham. She's somebody I'm going to take up on another show in more depth because I think she's a really overlooked talent. Composer, guitarist, singer, amazing singer, amazing guitarist, and businesswoman. She recorded some country records and then decided to hit the business side of it. Started a label called Dalton Records, and Dalton Records was where uh, the Ventures were first heard, along with the Fleetwoods, who are a favorite of mine. And on this record of, of Bonnie's, She's uh, kind of creating the sound that was then applied to the Fleetwoods records. But she cut a lot of records that were uh, real basic, just her voice and guitar. And what a voice and what a guitar. She's really amazing and a real innovator, a real pioneer. And I, I will discuss her at further length in the future, but I just want to get this number in here. See what you think. Candy Apple Red.
And look at that, the time has passed already and we're at the end of another Buckaroo holiday. My, my, my. Right now as I'm recording this, it's the day before Father's Day, which is a day that I cherish around here because it's just an excuse for the family to really be family and I can never get enough of that. It's the most precious thing in the world to me. So I'm gonna end with a song for Father's Day. And I don't know if I've done this before, you know, it's possible that I did, but whatever. Um, my father and I enjoyed a lot of music together through the years. And I think the very last thing that we ever shared together was this CD that I bought. It was actually a book which had two CDs included with it. And it's called Dear Harp of My Country, The Melodies of Thomas Moore. So the book was a kind of a biography of Thomas Moore, who was an Irish songwriter from the 1700s who sort of fancied up a lot of ancient Irish melodies and wrote these sort of pseudo-poetic lyrics for them and some of them became great popular standards that people still sing Last Rose of Summer and things like this He was a very big influence on Stephen Foster as well as a ton of other romantic composers and this recording which was harp and tenor uh included a lot of songs that we knew but this was the first time we heard this song the two of us discovered it at once and it was the last discovery we shared as i said before we were both very touched by it listened to it a few times and along with the father's day connection it also pertains to a few of the other themes going through this the idea of um, what i started out as which is kind of a comfort to those who are hurting or lonesome and uh the section with Willie, where we kind of celebrated our friendship in a way with music. It's a song about being remembered, hoping one is remembered by one's friends. And it deals with that whole wonderful experience of sharing song and laughter and tears and lifting a glass with those people one loves and enjoys. And I'm gonna read the lyric before I play the song and then I'm gonna to toast my dad and my friends, those who are around, those who are listening, those who are gone, those who no longer want my friendship, all of them, all the people who've made up the happiest times of life. Here's the lyric of the song. Farewell, but whenever you welcome the hour that awakens the night song of mirth in your bower, then think of the friend who once welcomed it too and forgot his own griefs to be happy with you. His griefs may return, not a hope may remain of the few that have brightened his pathway of pain, but he ne'er will forget the short vision that threw its enchantment around him while lingering with you. And still on that evening when pleasure fills up to the highest top sparkle, each heart and each cup, where'er my path lies, be it gloomy or bright, my soul, happy friends, shall be with you that night shall join in your revels, your sports, and your wiles, and return to me beaming all o'er with your smiles. Too blessed if it tells me that midst the gay cheer, some kind voice has murmured, I wish he were here. And here's the part that destroys me. Check this out. Let fate do her worst. There are relics of joy, bright dreams of the past which she cannot destroy, which come in the nighttime of sorrow and care, and bring back the features that joy used to wear. Long, long be my heart with such memories filled. 
like the vase in which roses have once been distilled. You may break, you may shatter the vase if you will, but the scent of the roses will hang round it still. Over-sentimental, maybe, not to me. And here it is performed by James W. Flannery and Janet Harbison. And I lift my glass to all my friends, past and present, and hopefully future, with love to all, and a prayer to all, and especially today, to Seamus Murphy, wherever he is or isn't. Thank you, my friends, for listening to Buckaroo Holiday. Fate do her work.
The scent of the rose. 